Greetings and welcome to another episode of Just a Jackass with a Note in His Mouth. I'm your host, and the only jackass that matters, Brad Alexander. This episode, Nothing Else Matters, which is kind of a shout out to Metallica, but not exactly what the episode is about. I mean, of course, if if I were to do an episode on Metallica, you know, while keeping with a biblical focus, I'd definitely be looking at the song Creeping Death, which is about, you know, the firstborn of Egypt being killed on the night of the Passover. And hey, Passover is coming up real soon, so maybe, no, probably not. At any rate, I've covered a variety of topics on this podcast and sometimes clowning around, sometimes pointing out some serious errors pertaining to the Western church, the universal church, um, and, you know, occasionally picking on certain personalities, all intending on bringing a stronger focus on the basics of God's word, the scriptures, the Bible. The thing is, I wanted this podcast to be engaging, entertaining, and thought-provoking, which are all, I think, good, noble ideas for a podcast. By comparison with today's episode, nothing else matters. If I've given you things to ponder, food for thought, a smile, or even frustrated or aggravated you by what I've said, you know, that's all fine and well. But I can't, in good conscience, have people listening and miss the only point that really matters. The gospel of Messiah, Jesus. Oh boy, here he goes. Gonna start preaching at me. No, 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 no. Slow your roll for a second there. What you have to recognize is this. My understanding of the scriptures is such. Humanity, mankind, is in a fallen state. If you can't see that from where you are, you probably need to come out from under that rock, Patrick Starr. Okay? See, God created us to be in a relationship with him. And when sin entered in, when mankind sinned, it severed our relationship with God. Now, he loves every one of us enough that he gives us free will. The ability to choose right or wrong, good or evil, life or death. We get to choose. We then live with the consequences of our choices, whether they bring us closer to God or draw us further away. Yes, God is pro-choice, my friends. Of course, Scripture says His will is that we choose life. And before I go down that trail, let's just stay on task here. So, after man sinned, a system of sacrifices was set up. As people transgressed the law, sin, they offered something of value to God. Sometimes an animal, other times grains, flour, even money. These offerings and sacrifices had to be offered continually because we humans make bad decisions, bad choices frequently. So as we got progressively worse, when the time was right, God sent his son, Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Now you'll hear me use his Hebrew name, Yeshua, fairly frequently. And that's because the definition 
of Yeshua in Hebrew is, God is salvation. John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You jump down to verse 14, and it says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the Word, which was God, became flesh. God dwelt among us. God in the flesh, Yeshua. God is salvation. Jesus obeyed all God's laws and commandments, and he taught his followers to do the same. Jesus lived a perfect, sinless life. Yet, at the appointed time, he died suffering a criminal's torture and execution. He was blameless. He committed no crime. And he was tortured and executed as a criminal. He became the ultimate sin sacrifice for us. He was offered up one time for all, for everyone. You see, God loves us so much that even if our fallen, in our fallen and depraved state, he wanted us in his life. He wanted reconciliation with his creation. He displays his love for us in that while we were living contrary to him, living just in total denial of his existence, sinful lives, while we were doing that, Messiah died to bring us back to a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Yeshua, God is salvation, was tortured, executed, and buried. Three days later, God the Father raised him from the dead to walk life anew. Now, my buddy Kyle brought up a great point this weekend. The question often asked is, well, if God is good and God is love, how can he let all this evil happen in the world? It's a frequent common question. Or, even more to the point, why does God let bad things happen to good people? And that's honestly the wrong question. The question we should ask is, why would a perfectly good God, a holy and just God, want anything to do with fallen, corrupt, evil people? A category in which we all, every one of us, fall into. We all fall short of God's glory. Every one of us sin and transgress God's law. So why does he even want to associate with any of us? Because he loves us. So much so, he sent his son to save us. Yeshua, Jesus, God is salvation. When we think of a person that we consider to be righteous or really good, right? I'd say probably most people, if you think of someone famous, you would say Mother Teresa. And then the opposite end of the spectrum, the embodiment of evil, most people would say Adolf Hitler. Here's the thing. Apart from Messiah, Jesus's sacrifice on the cross, Mother Teresa is no closer to being reconciled to God than Adolf Hitler. What? You can't say that about Mother Teresa. She did so much good. Apart from Jesus, 
she falls short, just like you and me. And that's not my opinion. That's scripture. All have fallen short. Okay? All sin and fall short of the glory of God. That's what the Bible says. So please hear me out. And Hezi Ganzehi Bo Hashiyu needs needed Jesus to be saved and reconciled to God. I did a terrible job pronouncing that name. That's Mother Teresa's real given name, her birth name, on Hazy. Okay? Keep in mind, the good she did that we know of her was motivated by her love for God through Messiah Jesus. We all need salvation. We all need Yeshua. God is salvation. Now, to head off at the pass, other religions, or the notions that all religions are basically the same, so it doesn't really matter which one you choose, stop. Please, please, stop. Every religion makes exclusive claims. Every last one. So you can't say they're all basically the same. Pick one and you're safe. We cannot say that all paths lead to God because they do not. Everyone makes exclusive claims. And if each one is making exclusive claims, that means all of them can't be right. Okay? And if all those other paths get people to God then the cross was unnecessary. It wasn't needed. So why would God put his son himself through the brutality of torture and crucifixion if all these other ways were right? If there were so many other ways for it to happen, why sacrifice his son on a cross? Every religion makes exclusive claims so we must decide based on study and understanding which is right. What I'm telling you, and scripture bears this out, while every other religious system is about what you do and earning your way to heaven or paradise or enlightenment or whatever their promise is, they all require you to do something to be right with their God. You have to do it. And when you study them out, it's pretty much impossible to do. Even, even in Buddhism. It's all, it's all virtually, it's all really impossible to do when you study them out. Now, what the God of the universe has done through Messiah Jesus, he did the work for us. Other religions, it's about what you do to get there. And through the scriptures, through the Bible, the God of the universe, through Messiah Jesus, he has done it for you, for us. He makes us right with himself through Messiah Jesus. We don't have to climb a mountain because God came down to us, paying the ransom to buy us back. So if I know... God loves you and wants you in his life for eternity. And I don't tell you, I'm a pretty awful human being. I'm a great failure if I know that. And how would you ever forgive me? 
If your house is on fire, do I just stand there and watch it burn? Or do I go grab a ladder to get you to safety? If I see you're on the street begging and hungry, do I ignore you and let you starve? Or do I tell you where I found bread? As the quote goes, I'm simply a beggar telling other beggars where I found bread. Jesus is the bread of life. At the end of it all, we are all faced with the cross of Messiah. What shall we do with it? And here's the thing. Yes, Christianity, the Bible, has exclusive claims. And some folks get upset about that. There's exclusive claims. Again, there's exclusive claims in every, every religion. But here's the thing. In the exclusive claims of the scriptures through Messiah Jesus is an all-inclusive invitation to whom, whosoever will believe in him. That's to anyone and everyone. That invitation is out there. Yes, there are exclusive claims, but it's an all-inclusive invitation. And as C.S. Lewis said regarding this fairy tale, as some call it, because they do call it that, well, listen, regarding this quote-unquote fairy tale, if the gospel is false... It's of absolutely no importance. Zero. It doesn't matter. Dead is dead, right? But if the gospel is true, which I certainly believe it to be so, then it is of infinite importance. With eternity on the line. The one thing the gospel cannot be is somewhat important. So if you believe it to be true, what must be done? Well, I told you, God did the heavy lifting. He did the work of reconciliation and redemption on the cross. We are saved by God's amazing grace through faith, through trusting Him. We simply receive His gift through the atoning sacrifice of Jesus. We simply say, yes, Lord, I want you in my life. I repent. I turn away from all that I know is not of you. And I submit myself to your lordship. I turn away from my way and turn to yours. And as we submit and surrender all we are and all we have to him for his eternal reward, we yield to him and his word. We receive his Holy Spirit. In Hebrew, that's Ruach HaKodesh. It's literally the wind or breath of God, His Holy Spirit, which fills us, empowers us, and enables us to live according to His Word. To follow Messiah Jesus, it costs us nothing as He paid the price. But it costs us everything as we surrender all to His Lordship and His authority. But then we will find again, in reality, it costs us nothing. All that matters. Maybe I made you laugh. Perhaps I made you cry. Possibly I entertained you. Caused you to shake your head and ask why. You may call me acquaintance, associate, or friend. The depth and texture of our relationship has both beginning and end. 
You may think of me fondly or in a darker light. You may never give me a second thought, just smiled to be polite. I'm unfettered by perceptions and don't care if I'm held in high regard. I may have helped you heal or maybe my words left you scarred. Whatever facet of me you've seen or what label on me you have adorned, your assessment could be accurate or you could be misinformed. In seeking your approval, one thing I hope I didn't miss. I trust that through my facades and posturing, you were able to see this. A reflection of God's love and forgiveness, His mercy and His grace. It should never be considered about what time or about what place. The cross of Messiah is where my hope and salvation are laid. All my debts, sins and shortcomings the creator of the universe, has paid. His love is yours to accept and receive, a most difficult task, but at its core, quite simple to believe. The king of all creation nailed to an accursed tree to reconcile his relationship to you and to me. Jesus restored what we severed and shattered. He knew the cost and redeemed us. We were all that mattered. As arguments cease and the echoes of debates fade, there is but one enigma we cannot evade. What about the cross? What does it mean and why was it done? Why would the Almighty God, the Ancient of Days, pay our ransom with His Son? We wrestle and grapple for a decision, commitment causes us to tremble with fear. When we let go of all else to embrace the cross, we see with new eyes, God came near. What will we do with the cross when at last we answer this question? All other queries lose their significance in the light of God's redemption. The cross, the cross, the wondrous cross. What about the cross? Nothing else matters. I thank you for giving me your time. And please don't rely on a prayer that you said however many years ago and have just gone on living your own way or your affiliation with some church. That's not what this is about. Receive God's gift of grace. Be reconciled to Him through the cross of Messiah, Jesus. Surrender to His Lordship. And live a real relationship with God through Jesus. Walk in new life filled with His Spirit. I'm just a beggar telling others where I found bread. Those who are hungry, dig in. Be satisfied in Him. Yeshua, God, is salvation. I appreciate you giving me your time. Brad Alexander, just a jackass with a note in my mouth. It's a life-saving note. Take it for yourself and share it with others. Go out and give them heaven.